You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to BNI, the Australian Story, episode number 75. My name is Veronica, and we are here with our co-host and executive director of Melbourne South, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, Veronica. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in again. We are recording this podcast all over the place. So we've got uh, you in Melbourne. We've got myself in uh, East Gippsland. We've got our, our, one of our guests in, uh, in Sydney and another guest, I believe, in the, uh, in the Geelong area. So we're all over the place at the moment, but the great thing is we're together on this Zoom platform. But uh, today's another one of our uh, special uh, three plus one podcast, Launch, Fill, Retain, Tell Stories. And we're going to hear from a couple of real great experts in the launching area. And a few people have been really successful at launching chapters around Australia. So our members who are looking to launch a chapter, and uh, and this can also help when you're looking to fill a chapter as well. So it's good information for that, that they can actually, uh, some tips and hints of what to look for and what they really need to do from their end. And we're going to hear from the best of the best. And just before we get into this, you know, BNI's success in launching chapters has been unbelievable in the last two years. I remember um, in 2019, we had a mission, nine, uh, 9192, which was uh, a mission to get to uh, 9,192 chapters in 2019. Believe it or not, BNI's actually smashed that. And we are 10,500 chapters strong at the time of recording, which is absolutely awesome, which means there's no excuse uh, for chapters not being launched. There's people there, there's an abundance of people who want to get together, use our system to do business. And, you know, as I say to a lot of people, you know, when you're inviting someone to a BNI meeting and, and introducing them to our system, you're doing them a favour. They're not coming along, you know, as a favour for you. You are actually doing them a favour and introducing them to something like this because what we do is we change lives. We change businesses, we change lives, and if you have a happy life, you have more fun, and everyone wins. And uh, we all like having a happy life and more fun. So, uh, V, let's get into introducing our guests for today. So, uh, we have a couple of BNI superstars on the podcast today. Uh, we have, oh, they're doing the dance, they're doing the jig as well. I love this. And we have uh, Rebecca Rad from BNI Sydney Northwest. Welcome, Rebecca. And oh, uh, we have Helen Sill from being on Melbourne, Western Geelong. Welcome, Helen. Hi, Brett. Hi, V. Great to be here this morning. Welcome. Thanks for having us. So, um, Rebecca, just we'd like to get a bit of background on our guests. Well, we'll start with you, Rebecca. What's your background in being I? How did you end up to be uh, here? Because I think your your story is pretty amazing on how you got into being I. I have got a really cool story because I was the one that would never join because it was too weird. It was too much occult. It was too much early in the morning. It was too much excitement. And I said, uh-uh, that is not for me. Stop asking me. So it took about six months for me to actually be dragged over to my first BNI meeting. And the only reason I actually ended up coming was because my husband said he'd look after my three babies. 
and I would get to enjoy a hot coffee and a breakfast with other adults. <laughs> so I went for the food and I ended up signing up on the spot. So my husband's a mechanic. He's been, been in B&I probably over seven years now. And um, I joined about a year after him. It took him six months to twig that we could leverage our BNI membership by having two people from the same business in different chapters. And that's where the push came for Rebecca, the wife of the husband, to join um, a chapter herself. And I haven't looked back. It's been genuinely life-changing. As Brent said, we're not here um, as a favour. We're here actually because we're in a position where we're able to change the trajectory of people's lives. And I would not be in the position I'm in if it wasn't for the platform of BNI to help me find my voice. And now that you've got it, you can't shut me up. Thanks, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And how long how long in uh, in BNI as an executive director now, Rebecca? Okay, I've just, just done three years as an executive director. So I had a really cool first year and then COVID hit. <laughs> We've been in, in and out of COVID lockdowns for the last two years. And you know what? To be honest, it builds resilience and grit, not just with myself, but inside our membership. And the members that are able to stay because their businesses will survive are sticky and they're loyal and they're strong. And that's who I want to be doing business with as we move forward. So, yes, very proud of our region at the moment. Awesome to have you on board and uh, congratulations for all your success in your region in that Thanks, short Brent. amount of time. And also we have Helen Sell from Melbourne West and Geelong. Welcome, Helen, and a bit of your background in BNI for our listeners here today. Thanks, Brian. My story is a little bit different to Rebecca's because there were only two chapters in Geelong at that time and I was invited by a friend to one and I was in the same category as somebody who was in the room. And this is a good uh, learning point for others that are listening because I was barely one metre in the door and uh, the person in the same category as me came up to me saying, you can't join here, you're the same as me. And uh, so it just means goes to show that you can't say the wrong thing to the right person because here I am 11 years later and now I'm an executive director. Uh, I've launched 16 chapters in this region over the last seven years um, and I was not deterred by somebody that told me that I couldn't join BNI. But what I did have to do was learn the process, learn the system and, uh, you know, find my place in this awesome system. So a little bit different story for me 11 years ago, but a good thing that I've learned over the years is that everyone is welcome in BNI and it doesn't matter what category they are and uh, everyone can do business with everyone. Everyone knows other people and you, we should always be welcoming because uh, you don't know who the next Helen Searle is who's going to walk through the door. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of us have very similar stories and a lot of, uh, for our listeners today, a lot of the executive director team actually started off as members of chapters uh, became uh, directors and ambassadors uh, for their regions and then had the opportunity to buy into the business because they believed in it so much and believed in helping people. And uh, we've all got very similar stories, uh, Rebecca, Helen and myself, in this particular business. But we're here to talk about launching chapters. And uh, launching chapters, as I said before, um, you know, the launch process is very... Uh, is. A lot of things you can take from a launch process, you can actually use to fill chapters as well. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm not launching a chapter, why should I be listening to this? Um, well, this all, all these sort of things, if your chapter's at a bit of a low edit and you need to actually fill it, all these things are useful as well. So um, let's just uh, maybe start with Rebecca. What are some of the things you are, you are looking for 
in uh, member-wise? What, what, what are some of the things you're expecting members to be able to do for you to, um, to actually get into the launch process to get a successful chapter up and running? Because you have launched many chapters, a lot of them being recognised as, uh, as platinum as well, which is uh, 35 plus, which is a really great number to start. So um, tell us some of your secrets. Oh, man, there are so many secrets, and yet none of them are actually secret, Brent, because the reality is you only need three things. And what we need is a lead source. You need to be able to have the ability to tell stories, and follow-up is absolutely critical. So once you determine you've, you're going to launch a chapter, you then need to have some drivers, some core group members. And those core group members normally in my region come in the form of mortgage brokers, accountants, and financial planners. And these are people that can't get into existing chapters. And before I accept a mortgage broker, accountant, or financial planner as ground zero, as my very first member, I have to determine how much they actually want it. And normally they will have been waiting a significant period of time so that they know the value of what they're getting because it's only after they understand the values and they will put the work in to get the, to get the result. So once we have our, our, our drivers, we get a mortgage, say we get a mortgage broker, we ask them to bring an accountant and then we ask them to bring a financial planner. We have three or four to start. And then those people are then brought together in a coffee session when we call it a coffee session, but really it is literally just a cup of coffee in a cafe. And we just talk about what's involved in um, creating a group. And the only thing involved in creating a group is the ability to meet on that day and time, the ability to meet with each other outside the meeting and already start forming relationships and the ability to bring people in. So that's the first way we get um, our core group. And then, of course, we've got Facebook ads. We've got business cards from networking events, like, for example, the Chamber that we've picked up through the years. And we've got a couple of leads that come through the website. And most of our leads we direct into the launch um, while we're launching, while we're actively launching. Um, and then secondly, tell stories. Nobody wants to buy BNI. Nobody's in the market for BNI. BNI is actually just a vehicle. It's a tool that we use. We are actually in the market of, of supporting people to buy from other people. That's really what it is. So once you understand that everything that BNI stands for is actually in a story from yourself, from a member, from your friend who's also a member, and then you start to realize the power and the scale because stories are so powerful. And when you start actually realizing that you yourself have a story and that story is actually a story of personal growth and development before it's a story about receiving referrals and growing a business and returning on investment and, you know, attendance requirements. Once you actually identify the story and you, you have people connect with a story, um, that's pretty much the secret to our launch info sessions. So, we, we have great conversion at our launch information sessions because we tell stories. It's not about statistics. We don't talk about the number of members and the average chapter size and the average return on investment. We talk about what is your personal journey. And we show Brent's awesome video. Thank you, Brent, for that video, which runs through a B&I meeting because he's a bit famous in our region. And then if you don't follow up, you have nothing. So we follow up our visitors. So normally we have a, a launch, a second launch director who is awesome at cold calling and at follow-up. And you don't just follow up visitors. Here's the ticker. 
you have to follow up the, the core group members, the applicants, because the applicants need to be held accountable. And if you don't hold the applicants accountable, they're not in the BNI system yet. They don't have the app yet. So there's no real accountability unless you pick up the phone as the launch director and you go, hi, V, how are you going this week? Oh, how are you going? Oh, fabulous. Okay. And how are you going with inviting visitors? Who are you working on? And and that's pretty much how we do it. It's pretty simple. It's very organic. We really don't do a lot of advertising. Um, so it's very organic. It's really the launch director becomes in many ways the driver of the launch. So whether or not the mortgage broker has a bad week or, you know, the accountant is smashed, it doesn't really matter because the true driver is actually the launch director because they're the ones pushing it forward when the others can't. So that pretty much covers what we do, Brent. I love it. I love it. Some great tips there. I really love how you say BNI. BNI is a is not. Yeah, you know, people aren't buying BNI. They're buying the they're buying BNI as a as as a tool to actually connect those people. I, I really agree with that because a lot of people don't know what BNI is when they come in. I just need to say that you know you may use my video. I use yours. So there you go. Um, uh, which is fantastic because I don't like sitting there uh, listening to myself on a video. Uh, I'd rather listen to uh, the beautiful uh, Beck on there. Um, sharing stories is really key too. Um, you know, and if you can share your story, one of the things I've found is really powerful. If you've got some really good members in your chapter who have been really, um, uh, in your region, sorry, who have been really successful in BNI, hey, drag them along. Hey, I'm going to shout you a coffee or I'm going to shout you uh, shout your breakfast. Would you come and would you like to come and talk to um, our new group and tell them your story? Because it really resonates when they hear it from someone else as well. Um, you know, when they when they hear that from because you know in a core group, people are hearing from you all the time. And you know what? I get sick of listening to my own voice after a while. But um, you know, that's really key. And follow up. I really love the tip with follow ups. You know, the launch director being accountable and doing the follow up themselves. And that sets apart successful launch directors to unsuccessful ones. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, you've got to let the, you know, the members got to want it and the members got to do it themselves, but you've got to really guide them through there and, and keep them accountable because they don't have the app as such. So some really good uh, tips there and getting the drivers um, is really key. So Helen, um, some great tips there and you probably go about it a little different way. And I'd just like to say, anyone listening to this, there's no silver bullet to this process. Every group's different and every lot of people are different. There's a guideline we sort of follow and really experienced launch directors will, will, will use different, different methods and different tactics with different people. So, Helen, uh, can you take us through your, your top three and, and give us a bit more detail about what you do in Melbourne West? Sure, Brent. And what I love about listening to Rebecca then, because I uh, like um, Rebecca, I just think, is awesome, but she's got a system and mine is very different but they both work. So what works for you is the right system. You try things, you know, when I started launching seven years ago, my first chapter, I didn't even know what I was doing. I had a flip chart. Braith Babkin, my friend in Melbourne, said he was going to be there. He didn't turn up. Um, <laughs> I ended up launching two chapters at the same time, each that were over 30. And at one stage I had 86 people in the room one day all by myself. I didn't know you could have anyone else. I didn't know you could have an ambassador or a director or anyone else. And I just thought that's how it was. And you launch two chapters with 100 people in the room and off they go. So if you don't know any better, you just do it. So, uh, but I do it very differently, but Rebecca's works. 
and I know what she does and it, and it works. So, you know, there's different ways that you can do this, but we all come to the end result. But my three are vision. I need people to have a vision of the, you know, the end goal because if they lose that vision, you lose them. I need everyone to be on the same page as me. And that's why I give them a really strict timeline. We're on it every week. I'm showing the timeline. This is how much time we've got to get to 15. This is how much time we've got to get to 30. This is how I set launch days at the start of the launch. Day one, here's your launch two launch days that we're having. And then I flog them for the rest of that time to get to those two launch days to make sure, but they've got a vision of where they're going. The other thing I need is belief. I need them to have my belief. And if I've got the belief, they have to borrow mine for now because people come in and they don't know what they're doing. So they, they just have to have my belief, which I keep, I give to them. I show Rebecca's video. I bring in every session. I bring in a testimonial of a certain person, different people who are successful in our region because they need to borrow a belief of them. I give them a task each week, which is usually a, a podcast or something to listen to. I use the Australian ones all the time because I love our Australian stories they can relate to. And the third one I need is trust. I need them to trust. I need them to trust others in the group. I need them to trust me as the launch director and I need them to trust the process and follow it. So trust is super important because if people are wavering, I need them out in the community talking to people with vision, belief and trust that they have an end goal and that they're going to be there and they want to take everyone they can on that journey with them. And if you send people out like that, they are like soldiers out there with a vision that is going to attract other people to them. So those three things are super important to me. Unlike Rebecca, I do it a little bit of a different way. I don't let cold market into the room. I don't do any Facebook advertising. I won't take, even if people make an inquiry to me during launch, I don't send them to a launch group. I send them to other chapters. For me, every single, the foundation of a core group is super important. So what I do is I tap into their existing referral network. So as soon as anyone is a yes, I will interview them. I've got a set of questions. The questions are involved with a couple of things, but mainly their commitment, um, their contacts. Their contacts are super important to me. So the first thing I'll say is, who do you already know and trust that you're already working with? You know, I don't care if they're a painter. I don't mind. I don't care who the core group is. I just want to tap into their contacts that they know and trust. And then I'll show them how to make that call. I'll usually make it. You know, I'll say, hey, V, you know, you're in the event industry. Who do you know and trust that already, if you had to go to that service, would you ring them? Who is that person? that you don't even have to think about it. And she'll go, oh, yes, this lady does event decorations or this guy does videography or this guy's a photographer or whatever. That's who I use. I go, right, give me that number. Give me that name and number. And I'll sit there and I'll go, hey, Bill, I'm sitting here with V. V's part of an awesome project where we're building a group of business owners here locally in Geelong and we're looking for a, do you want, we're looking for a great videographer um, to partner with in this referral group. Do you want to grow your business? All right, now, if he says, no, I don't, I'm super booked up until next year, I'll say, great, Bob, who is the second best videographer in Geelong? That if you were overbooked and you had to pass on some work or, you know, you had to, needed a two-guy job, who is that person that you know and trust? 
I have dug five deep on those calls. One time in Ballarat, I got a plumber after five calls. This guy, that one, he gave me this one, gave me that one, and eventually the guy said, this guy was my apprentice five years ago. He's only got three guys. He wants to grow his business, and I rang him, and he was the second best. He was the fifth, but he was the second. Um, but, uh, you know, and I taproot into their contacts who they know and trust and give open it up with a compliment. Hey, Bill, you're the best videographer in town. V told me that. We're looking for a great videographer to refer business to in this awesome group that we're building. So, again, I'm imparting my vision on the person I'm inviting. I'm using, I'm, I'm helping with V's belief. I'm helping her to trust me in the process, which is the third part, and she sees it. And when you model for somebody, they can duplicate it. So when V's seen me do it, and I'll say, hey, you do the next one. You know, you ring Mary, who's your photographer, and do the same thing and be with her and help her. I find that that hour is the best, most important hour of launch. If I can be with a new person and show them how one person even, one person that they know and trust can come along and all I do is invite them to a chapter meeting, not to an info session. I invite them. I want them to see the finished product. And usually what I'll do is organise somebody of the same category as them to be the person that looks after them. So I usually do an email intro. Hey, Mr. Photographer, here's the most successful photographer in my region. They've been here for six years. I want you to meet them. You invite them, have them register them as your guests, and why don't you catch up in a breakout room or if you're lucky enough to be face-to-face, -face, get in the room and have a talk to them about their experience. That person, the meeting does the work for you, and the person who they're meeting is them. It's who they want to be. And then I work with the photographer. As soon as I get a yes, even before I've got the app, who do you know and trust that I can work with? And I build from the foundation with, I don't care if it's one person. One person knows people. And it's just this taprooting and constantly using warm market because those calls are very easy to make because somebody's already in. So what I'm saying is this person's in, they love you, they trust you, they want you to be part of it, they want you to be successful. How you know, do you want to grow your business? And if it's a no, the word no to me is spelt K-N-O-W. Who do you know? There's no such thing as no for me. It's who do you K-N-O-W? When I hear no, I'm going, yeah, who do you know? Okay, that's no, that's all right. The timing's not right for you, but who do you know? Who's the second best? who's just as awesome as you, that when you've got, you know, you need to refer business in your area, who would you give it to? So mine's a little bit of a different system, but mine's all warm market because what I've learned over the years is that when you have people in the room or in the group that are being invited by somebody in there, they're anchored in. Right? They will not leave. The person who sponsors somebody never goes anywhere. So it anchors the first person in. The quicker that you can get that second person to give you a contact, the quicker you anchor them into the launch. And then you've got security. You've got a foundation. We're laying the pillars to build on. So if after launch other people come in who see it, it doesn't matter because the foundation all know each other. And I just launched a chapter in Eltona recently. We did it in 10 weeks. During the launch, we put in over a million dollars in closed business. Every single person had been working with the person they brought in for over three, four, five years. Everyone. 
and already they were churning business through. So as soon as they came into the room, it's like, oh, God, I'll put that closed business in for 80000 for that job that we did you know, last week on the renovation of the house or whatever. So they had that trust already. They had the re- referral relationship and we smashed out the most amazing figures and we did it quickly because everyone just knew only people could come in who they were already doing business with. So a little bit different, but it's, you know, it's taken me a few years to be able to get that. You've got to have a bit of posture because you've got to, sometimes we take phone calls from people saying, you know, I'm looking for a chapter and I go, mm, no, nah, I'll send you somewhere else. I want it to be pure warm market of the people that are in the room. So a little bit uh, different. But I agree with Rebecca. Stories sell. Get your testimonials in there and get people with vision, belief and trust. Well, I really love that. V. I just, um, I can see now why, Brent, you kept saying to me that I need to hang out with Rebecca and Helen. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here, I, I've written so many notes going on that my brain is going crazy. But I want to ask you both a question while I, while I have you here. And I think other people who are thinking about launching chapters, and what I'd love is for anyone who's listening to this who has been thinking about launching chapters, who's never thought that they could do it, possibly would be like me and just say, you know something, you can do it. And here's some great people giving you some great tips. So here's a question for both of you. What do you say to someone who says, it's not the right market to launch, people aren't ready at the moment to invest into a business that they're just trying to keep surviving. We're dealing with so much other stuff going on, we're not in the right mind frame. What do you do with those people who say, I can't, it's not the right time, it's not for me. How do we get past that? Allow me to answer. Do you know how many people there are in the world? And forget the world. Do you know how many people there are just around you? And all you need is one person. It's what Helen said. It's just one person that actually wants more. This is the perfect market because from what I can see in New South Wales, I mean, we've suffered, and I know you have in Victoria worse than us. And from what I can see, the businesses that are popping up right now and not the ones that are like, oh, thank God we survived that. Oh, it's been a tough. No, the businesses popping up now are the ones who have seen opportunity now at the end of two years of lockdown. They're the ones we're interested in and they're the ones that we want to support. That's the future of BNI. We're not interested in, you know, Helen, Helen talks um, her one criteria and Helen, you are incredible. I'm taking notes from what you were saying, but Helen's criteria is it has to be a warm lead. My only criteria is they have to have the right mindset. I don't have any other criteria for whether or not you can join a launch group. It doesn't matter to me if your business is two days old. It doesn't matter if it's 20 years old. I need you to know that we are going to help you grow. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to be part of a team? Are you ready to be part of a community that can help you belong to something that is bigger than yourself? Because in this world that we're living in, it's all dog eat dog, Stand on each other's shoulders. I want to get ahead, so I'm going to make sure you're as far down as possible so I feel great about myself. And it doesn't feel good, and there's an emptiness inside us. And we're all looking to make a difference, whether we like to admit it or not. And that difference can be made in everyday life inside BNI. And I believe, my personal opinion, 
is that that is why so many on the outside of BNI believe it's a cult because we don't nurture that philosophy outside. We're not here to support each other outside of BNI. Outside of BNI, it's dog eat dog. It's everybody's out for themselves and it's it's cold and it's empty. But inside BNI, it's like you've got an insurance policy and your insurance policy actually protects you from anything that's happening outside. So COVID come, COVID go. The economy can crash. We can have a recession. But the reality is the businesses inside your BNI chapter will still refer to each other because we're not looking for outside leads. This is all warm referrals. So now is the best time because if you want protection against what's happening in the economy, in the world, are we going to be locked down next week or not? We've got a stable system. It hasn't flinched. We've just moved it online. We've got a stable system and it works whether we're in lockdown or not. But it's the businesses that can see, that have the vision that Helen was talking about and can see something more and want something more and are already passing referrals out but receiving nothing in return. They're the guys. And there's always one. And that's the beauty of it, Veronica. There's always one. And there's one person that we can help. We've done our job. That's great, Beck. Helen, what do you think? Obviously, we're not talking about just, sorry, I'm not good at cold calling, because you've covered that off. And Brent has told me many times about how you train people in your group to talk to other people that could possibly um, join the launch group. So I'm not talking about that kind of mindset. I'm talking about the bigger picture, bigger problem, not right now. How do you get past that when you're launching chapters now? Yeah, it's interesting because I've launched two chapters this year. We've been online for like nearly two years now. Uh, one of them's five months old. One of them's four months old. They are number two and three in my region at the moment, uh, in a region of 17 chapters with a bullet. The number ones are very worried. So they're both up there smashing it out. And because they're excited and because what they learned was, hey, we could do this. It didn't matter what was happening because BNI is proof, I say to people. It's recession proof, it's COVID proof, and uh, it's proof, it's pandemic proof because the proof is there that they launched and they're successful, they're smashing out closed business, they're both, you know, over 30 in number, and they did it in the most trying economical times of this country. So, you know, when people say we're Zoom tired or whatever, I mean, there's people out there that have doubled their business. Yes, I know it's been difficult for people in events and health and wellness and travel, but, you know, those people, there's lots of possibilities now as we come out of this phase for massive growth in 2022. I'm so excited that we have the possibility to offer those people whose businesses have really been hit by the last couple of years, particularly here in Victoria, um, the opportunity to make that money back in one year. I really believe we can do it. I'll be booking every travel agent that I can in my region. I'll be booking, you know, all the event things for the people that have missed out. They're the people that, that need to be going, you know what, I can come in, I can have a sales team of 30, 35 people and I can recoup the losses of the last two years in the next 12 months with my sales force that's going to trust me, know me and be out there promoting me in the community. And out there in the real world, there's not people doing that for others. We are seriously poised to change people's lives who see that vision, whether it's a launch group or coming into one of our chapters, because we've already got the system and the structure set up to do that. So I'm super excited about what 2022 is going to bring. 
in launch as well as in our existing chapters because, uh, you know, we've now learned how to adapt to these different modalities and, you know, many chapters um, have combined this now in their in their weekly presentation and you can, you know, we all know the amount of money that comes in from, from visitors in, in chapters. I've got people in my region doing business internationally, interstate, with people they would never have. I could tell you 100 stories if we had five more podcasts about people's businesses that changed over COVID because they were introduced to somebody on Zoom and that platform is now more openly, you know, accessible and now acceptable for people for doing business on. So we've actually increased the value of our memberships because we people now understand that they can access 280,000 people, whereas before it wasn't as, you know, probably clear because we couldn't see them easily. So I, th I think it's an exciting time for us. You, you yeah, said it sounds very exciting. I'll join. Sign me up. Was it already? <laughs> so just to recap um, what Helen said earlier, I really like uh, how you share the vision uh, and the end goal. Uh, that's really important. How you take people to a showcase meeting because um, they so they can see, feel, touch um, what they're about to actually get into and and get the end product. And you know, I really like how you actually individually coach. Uh, those people are having trouble inviting because, you know, the biggest thing people, they want to get into B&I because they haven't got a network. They think they haven't got a network. And then when they get into B&I, we say, okay, well, invite, you know, invite your network along. Well, that's why I joined B&I because I haven't got a network. Uh, yes, you have a network, but you don't know it yet. Let me actually take through who's already in your network. Unless you're living in a, in a cave and not seeing anyone, you've got a network. Uh, so, and that actually draws that out. And, and you've oh. gone five deep. You, you are, you are an absolute gun. Hell, five deep to, uh, to, to get, to get a plumber. Just or electric don't tell her no. Oh or no, no. That, that is unbelievable. <laughs> and I really think that um, when you, and and going through and, and drawing on those networks, getting to bring their best people along. And the thinking is, hang on, well, I'm already doing business with those people. Why would I want to bring them in? Yeah, because a lot of people won't go in there in a circle. They invite guests. They'll go outside of that because they they've already got those people. They've nurtured those people. But if we're thinking on abundance an abundance mindset, you know, how would you like to deal with everyone else's best contacts within the group? Yeah, I'd love to deal with everyone else's best contacts. Well, you need to bring yours as well, so we can all bring our best contacts, and then we all grow. And you may already be doing business with someone, and Helen's just proved that. Uh, but if anyone else brings in those business, we can all do business with each other as well. So before we wrap things up, this has been fantastic. I'd like to ask both of you, and this is a pitfall that everyone who's launched a chapter has already had. And uh, let's look at the scenario here. You turn up to a phase two meeting. Everyone's supposed to be bringing visitors into a room and phase two meeting for those of you listening is, is when we're actually starting to meet face to face and we're building up to get to the minimum numbers we need to launch. And you turn up to a phase two meeting and everyone's was supposed to bring along a guest so you can introduce them to the BNI concept and everyone's looking at each other. There's no guest seat. Um, Rebecca, what do you do in that situation? Well, the, if you if you give me four things to say, I would have said the fourth thing was training because we it, in every single coffee session or information session we do, even the ones that have visitors, we send the visitors out halfway after we've given them the what is BNI and all the stories, and the visitors go out with one launch director to talk about application form, payment, 
etc. All the nitty gritty of a membership and to actually get them to say yes or no, or actually to get them to say yes. <laughs> and the other part of the meeting is where the members are left inside the uh, inside the meeting room, and we train them. So we talk about what words to use. We talk about we're different from Helen, and, and we've established that. But we talk about what to do on Facebook. We talk about how to contact our our um, how to speak to our contacts so that they come in, understanding that um, we're not here for networking. We're providing you with a network, and that requires you to bring people into it. The networking is actually an adjective that happens before and after the actual meeting. But here, we're here to leverage a network, and this isn't about oh, let's just have a social coffee and let's. No, this is absolutely about how can we teach you to bring people because a lot of these people are either just starting out in business or have been dealt a hard blow and are having to come back and somehow reroute and start again. And the reality is there's no confidence there. So when we have excited people and they're ready to go and we've got them all geared up, then it's time to teach them how to do it because it's actually super easy. And it doesn't have to be, I'll come to my BNI meeting because nobody knows or cares what BNI is. It's got to become, we're looking for your category. We want to refer business to you. Please come because we've got people that I want you to meet. And once you talk about people, at the end of the day, it comes back to the age-old concept, people buy from people. And they buy from people that they know and they like and they trust. And once Excellent. you understand that, I think you've got the answer. Thanks, Brent. Fantastic. What about you, Helen? Uh, the day uh, where no one turns up with visitors. Yeah, so you go back six days before that and you have a look at the process because it should never happen. And if you've got this process in place where at the end of the last session, all my guys get together, who are you inviting, who are you inviting, who are you inviting, who are you inviting, who are you inviting? So everyone knows. They buddy up. They've got accountability buddies. We do chapter building one-to-one, -one, so they have to do a chapter building one-to-one -one each week. It's not about tell me about your business. They get five minutes to do that at the start of it, and the rest of the 50 minutes is only on building the chapter and what are you doing. So they're keeping each other accountable. We've got a closed Facebook group where they're, I'm going, who's got what? Here's the meetings. Here's the showcase meetings you're inviting to. Who have we got going to them? Then I make sure we've got people at those meetings who are dealing with guests either in a breakout room it's been for two years so that we have control over the outcome. I'm a bit of a control freak. It's taken me 16 chapters, but now I am, everything is accounted for. So it's like, who are you inviting? Who's doing it? Who's helping you do it? What meeting are they going to? Did they go? No, they didn't. We bring them one hour straight after the meeting. They weren't there. Where were they? Let's book them into one the next day. That's why I love Zoom because you can pick up the phone and go, what are you doing at seven o'clock tomorrow morning? Because everyone was home. In the past, it was like, what are you doing? Let me get my diary. Can I drive there? Well, you know, it took two weeks to get anyone to a, to a showcase. I just go, what are you doing tomorrow morning? That's my favourite question now. I don't even give them a choice. So, uh, and then you get them there and then you make sure that you've got the system covered. Who's there? Who's meeting them? Who's doing the follow-up? Who's doing the clothes? Everything is monitored so you don't turn up on that day and have no one there. You know exactly what's happened. So there's only two things that can go wrong. Either people don't have the knowledge or they don't have the belief to follow the process. So then you go back going, why didn't you invite or, you know, was it your, was it your belief that wasn't there or whatever? But, you know, if you do, the work starts seven days before that, not when you don't come in and go, oh, there's no one here because you know who's going to be there. If when you get this system where everyone's following it, you know exactly who's going to be there on the day, unless somebody, you know, car breaks down or they get sick or whatever. 
But, uh, you know, we've been on Zoom for two two years. So, you know, you I actually know everyone that what's going to happen because it's been monitored every day for the seven days beforehand. So, basically, if you turn up to a phase two meeting and there's no guests there, it's the launch director's fault. Well, yeah, the, it's the system. The system hasn't worked. Yeah, hasn't followed the system. People haven't what's followed happened? the system. One of the things... Um, and one of the things I like as a driver is, um, you know, when you're uh, when you're taking the visitors out of the room, is to say to our um, our core group members, you know, who's sick of seeing my presentation? Well, um, guess what? There's one way you can actually stop that is to is to get the numbers we need to launch, and then you won't see it anymore. And well, uh, and Beck can say, who's sick of seeing Brent's video? A lot of people put their hands up, sick of seeing Brent's video. So they can tell my story better than I can now. By the end of the launch, I've got people going, oh, man, how much longer am I? I'm like, that's up to you. And you know <laughs> you what? I get, of, I get sick of presenting the same thing. You know? uh, but you know what? It's, it's fresh every time because you've got to shake it up a bit. People actually respond to it. And Helen's right. You don't want it to go on all year. We did do one launch that just went on for months and months and months. They were stuck at 13. And we'd have visitors come in and they'd go. And we'd have visitors come in and they'd, or maybe we'd have no visitors and it would be on us and how we were holding the members accountable. And the trouble was the members were so busy learning about each other referring to each other they closed 50 grand in one week once and that we have we were at 13 members and like could you guys stop referring to each other and start focusing on bringing people in so i just love being like every group it's, it's not sustainable it's like um trying yeah. to build the roof of a house if you haven't got the foundation built yeah correct super important and, uh, work. don't let yeah. them do b before they launch because once they start doing b and i they stop forgetting about you know launching the chapter 100 percent yeah, and and that's one of the things we need as launch directors to 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 get that message across. You know, this may be great. You may be doing a lot of business now, but this is not sustainable. This is not going to. You know, it needs to. You need numbers to make this sustainable. There's a reason why we don't launch thirteen member chapters is because they're not sustainable. They don't make enough money. You as a thirteen member chapter, you're actually losing money turning up because you're not making enough for the, your time investment alone to go along to a meeting. So that's, you know, a lot of people ask, well, why do we have to wait till we hit 25 members to launch? Um, and that is why, because the, also, the time investment is, it's it's um, it's not worth their while. The CP is not high enough. But this what about been... natural attrition, Brent? Because we have natural attrition in every subscription or membership group. And if you don't actually start with the right number, natural attrition will mean that it's over before you've even blinked. You, and you can actually, if your uh, launch process drags on too long, too, you, you have attrition during your launch process. Exactly. Which makes it really hard and it's really devastating for members in the launch process too. So it's really important to uh, to get that done really fast. Hey, we've run out of time for today, but uh, it's been great hearing, uh, hearing your stories and your tips. And you guys, Helen, Rebecca, we need to get you on for a full Full, full podcast uh, down in the future to hear your full story and uh, and more about you and your region. So it's been great having you on. Uh, so thank you, Helen Searle, um, Executive Director of BNI Melbourne West and Geelong, and Rebecca Rad, Executive Director of Sydney Northwest, uh, two superstars in our organisation and great launch directors. And uh, V, you've uh, obviously learned as, uh, as much today as our listeners. 
I have. Uh, I feel so grateful in the presence of greatness. I just actually want to put out there to anybody who is thinking about uh, looking at their pathway in BNI. If you're looking at becoming a director consultant, like I was, and I went to Brent, there wasn't an opportunity for a chapter for me to be a director consultant at the time. But Brent said, "Yep, no worries. Do the training." I finished the training, and then our next meeting, he goes. Ivan's saying that we can go 100% online. And I thought the only way I'm going to be able to have my own chapter is to launch one. So I said to Brent, can I be a launch director? He said, we have to do the training. So I said, okay, well, let's launch and we'll do the training at the same time. And I just wanted to say to anyone out there, if you're thinking if launch chapters are for you, go to your executive director and speak to them because it's a great opportunity, not only for your own visibility and credibility in BNI, but you will expand your network tenfold just by the opportunity of doing that. So my last question to you, Brent, is if anyone is thinking about doing that, what qualities are you looking for in a launch director? Well, you know, you know what? Launch directors are different different beasts to direct consultants, I think. Oh, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. So so launch directors are, are, are more people who are goal-driven, go-getters, and, and um, you know, uh, DIs in the disc profile are, are very good for launch directors, and uh, they're focused on what they need to do and get there, and uh, and are driven for results. So if you get people who are driven for results and not really as as uh, nurturing as other people, um, they're great for launch directors, and they go in, they'll smash it out, and come out, and they'll go into the next one, and um, that's what I've found over time. And I think in this room. Um, I was just doing some sums. I think between us all here, we've launched about 40 chapters. So um, there's a there's a great deal of knowledge uh, in here from today, and it's been a great opportunity to get everyone together. And if you're uh, if you're interested in this, uh, you want to be a launch director, go and see your executive director. They would love to talk to you. Thank you so much to all of our guests, to Steve, our podcast producer, for ensuring everything runs smoothly today. And Brent, I'll see you again next week for our next BNI The Australian Story.